Hello, hello, lovely lager leaders, and welcome to episode 22 of the Larger Than Life podcast. Rory, you know how we start. Bit of the week time. Let's dive right in. Right, so on the menu today, drum roll, Sarah, we've got a wild card brewery lager. Um, I also want to give like a little call out, right, um, to wild card brewery because... You've got one sentence describing it, and there's two fucking typos, right? <laughs> so let me, let me read out the description. A fresh Crips lager with subtle hints of gooseberry form London's wildcard brewery. So, you know, whoever's doing your copywriting, they need to be fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the lowdown on this one is this is an unfiltered Czech-style pilsner brewed using Blanc hops, uh, which result in a crisp, fresh beer. It is cold fermented for six weeks. Uh, this lager is great for summer afternoons in the park or great for a barbecue. Well, let's find or out. a podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's find out. I'm excited. Let's, let's dive in. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't that impressed when I picked this up from the store because it doesn't even... All it says on the front, it's basically, it's a card with some birds yeah. as like the jo- the jacks, yeah? And it just says lager at the front. It's not saying much, is it? doesn't it? say anything. Wait, is yours a jack on it? Yeah, what's yours? Yeah, mine's got a little bit. Oh, yeah, mine's a jacket. Well. <laughs> I thought it might be different each one. No, that would cool be cool. That would be too much effort, though, for yeah, the wildcard yeah, brewery. Facts. But, um, um, but yeah, let's open it, man. Yeah, let's go. Also, this is a, um, a first for the pod. This is the first hair of the dog beer I've ever had. Because oh. <laughs> I am hanging up my ass today. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, man. It's fizzed everywhere. What's the point of me tapping the top? Girl, did, did you run with these beers, Sarah? No. <laughs> <laughs> I might have. Ep- Cheers, bro. Episode 22. It's episode 22. Ooh. I like it. I oh, I actually don't know if I can give an honest opinion because I'm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm hanging around, and that does not taste nice. You know when you're hungover, yeah, and like your taste buds like, just don't, don't work. You don't work. Like, yeah, bro. Everything kind of tastes like a bit like rotten. A almost. bit shit. Yeah, yeah. That, that tastes rotten to me. Yeah, yeah, I'll have yeah. another sip. Just yeah, see what. You need to wash it down, mate. Wash down that first sip. Oh Jesus, I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it like a five. No, I'm gonna give it a four. What? I don't like that. Really? Nah. I'm going to have to give it like, I'm giving it a seven. What? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know, it's just not that nice. Right? I just, I think it's because you're hungover. Do you reckon? Yeah, it's, it's actually like, a nice bit. It's just like a normal, it, I don't know. Bro, it's light. It's, it tastes heavy. It, no, it, <laughs> it's light. It's hoppy. It's great for a barbecue. It's great for a barbecue. <laughs> it's great for a podcast. But no, bro, I, yeah. I'm giving it a four, man. Do you know what? I might, I might, I might change my rating maybe towards the end of the beer. Okay. When I've got used to it, but yeah, at the moment I'm going in for. Well, no, I you want me to be more honest with my ratings no, and just be right. harsher, you know. So I'm. Well, now it. I have to whip my calculator out. I think it's a five point five. Five point five. Yeah, sure. that, that, yeah, it's five point five. Is it quick math? Seven plus four. <laughs> <laughs> five point five. Five point five. Okay, we'll give that a five point five on the um, on the beer leaderboard. Nice. Um, it's on screen now. Um, yeah, it's whatever. But yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Um, but Sarah, I want to talk to you about something. Let's go, man. Mission Impossible. Yeah. Seven. Dead Reckoning Part One. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw it in IMAX. Is that um, a good or a bad? Oh good. A good. Oh my god. Okay, fine. Because I feel like I'm always shitting on films on this podcast, right? But um, so. honestly, this the Mission Impossible films are like Excuse slowly, but be- it's slowly becoming one of my favorite like film franchises. They don't miss, bro. Like yeah. there was like I think out of the seven films, there's one bad film, and that's Mission Impossible Two. Okay. But I went to see this on Wednesday in IMAX. Big fat fuck off screen. Yeah. And um, honestly, it's two hours and 40 minutes. It felt like 90. 
genuinely it's the most exciting it's just so exciting and you're watching it and it's just like set piece after set piece and like it's not like what i love about it right it's not just like mindless action for the sake of it right mm. every single big action set piece there's so much tension there and it's mm. like you're just on the edge of your seat the whole time and i'm sure you've seen like you've seen the bike stunt right you know the tom yeah Cruise. i was about to like talk about that, that. that i've seen that clip so many times it plays before every film in the cinema it's always on tv it's all over like tiktok and stuff so i've seen that stunt over and over again right and like i'm like i thought oh when it happens in the film whatever i've seen it right yeah in the context of the movie mate it's it was it was it was amazing like you you see him go off right and he's like it's it's tom cruise he jumps off his bike and like there was just a moment where like the noise cuts out and you just hear like the whistling of the wind and you just and he just goes and mate so so good in the, in the movie does he yeah. parachute yeah, he does parachute in the fine. movie. Yeah, he's got a parachute and he, yeah, like, yeah, he goes. Yeah, I know in the he doesn't just he does. land on the floor. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, He'll probably uh, save that for the next film where he just tries to kill himself. No, I don't know. Yeah, no. Because like I know... Bro, I've seen that clip so many times on um, TikTok. It's everywhere, it's, man. It's incredible, yeah. though. Mate, it's insane. And like, I don't think people... Are, you watch it and it's like... Everyone's like giving a round of applause to Tom Cruise. And he, I don't know. Part of you is probably thinking, oh, like, why are they just like... I don't know, sucking up to him. That's fucking terrifying. Mate, do you realise how much can go wrong with that stunt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if he releases his parachute at the slightly wrong time, or if his, his leg gets caught on the bike, he's dead. He's properly dead. And apparently he did it like six times. He did it like six times. Apparently, so the director, Chris McQuarrie, was like, he did it, right? Like, the second time, he's like, yeah, that's perfect, great. And then Tom Cruise is like, I want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced Tom Cruise is just going out of his way to kill himself for uh, the sake of cinema. He's just like... And I'm here for it, bro. He is a bit of a nutter. He's though, a nutter. Like, he's, he's the not... most intense bloke. But like, I think I love him because like, he's just doing it all because he loves films. He just fucking loves it. And he's like... each t- like These stunts have just been progressively more ridiculous. So I think they sort of started with... Um, I think it was the fourth one, Ghost Protocol, where he did the... It was in uh, in Dubai on the, the the Burj Khalifa um, and like it was him like running across and apparently like the um, the safety guy was like, he was explaining the shot to him and he was like, I've had this shot in my head for 15 years, right? And he said, this is what I want to do. And the, the safety guy was like, I'm really sorry, but yeah, we're not going to be able to do that. And then Tom Cruise was like, okay, I'm getting a new safety guy. He just he just fired him and got a new person. Um, and he was like, he literally just says, no, I'm going to do it, right? The next, film number five, so Rogue Nation, he hangs onto a fucking plane. He's literally, have you seen it? Bro, the, the, the plane takes off and he's just hanging onto a plane, right? It is insane. And then the sixth one, I think, was um, he did like a halo jump where like he jumped, he literally jumped off his plane and um, you could see like the camera like, fo- like, like from an incredibly high height mm-hmm. just going. And then, yeah, the seventh one, he's fucking just launching a bike off a fucking cliff. That, it's a crazy It's stunt. insane, dude. It's yeah. really cool though. One it's- sec, because I just want to find something. I know that Tom Cruise is like, proper like oh i do all my own stunts kind of thing have you seen the family guy no i've not okay so there's a family guy where like he's in it he plays himself and he's like the same height as stewie (laughs) that is brilliant and he's just like i love that he's just like oh like whenever people call me short i just choose not to be short (laughs) (laughs) well all of his films they have to adjust it right yeah yeah, like yeah yeah, they have to use like camera trickery to make him like the height of like everyone else um, but yeah, I think what I love most about the like Mission Impossible films is that they've like found this really cool balance of like their really cool espionage spy thrillers, right? You've got like the cool outfits, you've got like the globe trotting, they're in Rome, they're in Venice, it's like that cool suave vibe. But then you've also got like 
the heist element of it where it's like you know putting a crew together they need to like get an object and it's like you've got that vibe and then you've also just got like the crazy action and the mad stunts and stuff and it all just comes together and being like just incredible just amazing times at the, at the movies yeah 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 it's no, so good sure. man mate, you've got you do you know what watch them from watch them from the beginning man they're actually like I've, such I've, they're easy watchers i've man. seen like, one of them i can't remember which one it might have been the fourth one or the yeah. third one they start so i think i think the first two are pretty shit um but then i think from the third one they just get they just i think they just found like what the films are and they just got re- like really good yeah they're great he's he, like as much as like he's obviously an oddball because yeah. he is odd and like obviously Scientologist the whole shit, Scientology yeah. thing and wanting to send his kids to some labour camp and stuff isn't that why he like broke up with like Katie Holmes yeah I think so. yeah, yeah. He's, he's been through a few different wives I think yeah <laughs> weird guy he is like and do you remember that thing when he went on was it Oprah and oh my god like, the Oprah yeah Jesus yeah. Christ he's like yeah he's jumping on the thing yeah <laughs> Wait, I was, yeah. was like, are you okay? And he's just like, he's absolutely unhinged. <laughs> but, oh, I saw the funniest edit, right? It was, a, it was a meme of like him jumping on the Oprah and it's him basically like, you know, in Star Wars, the Emperor like electrocutes him, right? Basically, it's like him jumping on and he's electrocuting Oprah and he's going, ah! <laughs> and Oprah's there like doing this, mate. It was the fun. I need you to send it to you, man. It nah, was so he, good. He, he's an odd bloke, but you know what? Yeah, first to him. Like it's quite cool to be able to do your own stunts, and and he's then sixty years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you believe old that? As yeah. fuck. He's doing his own stunts, which are dangerous and could potentially he could die. Mm. But like equally, he's keep holding his composure as an actor, doing these fucking terrifying adrenaline junkie things. It's impressive. Yeah, it's impressive. You know he's um. You know what his next? It's not a Mission Impossible film. But his next film is he's going to be in space. Oh, I saw that. Which I think we spoke we spoke about like maybe like ten episodes ago. But yeah, he's um, his Russia. Next- Russia like beat them, yeah, put them to the post. But um, Tom Cruise was going to be. Yeah, Tom Cruise, of course, is fucking. Who else? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to become a NASA astronaut. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, So yeah, that's going to be mad. You know um, that film, Don't Look Up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When uh, they they're like, oh, we need to get this guy to go into space because America needs a hero to like defeat the asteroid. Yeah. If that was a real life thing. And America needed a hero to send to space to take on and defeat. Now, it would be it would Tom, be Tom fucking Cruise. Cruise. It would be Mate, Tom 100%, Cruise. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be Tom Cruise. He like, he will save us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he would just do it. Like he would yeah, just be yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. doing. I'm, I'm going. Be like everyone, I do my own stunts. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I would be surprised if the president has a direct line to Tom Cruise when they need him most. Just like where it, they guys, need someone to do some stunts. We need someone to prevent World War Three. I know just the man. <laughs> Put him through. <laughs> Tom Cruise is there, just like fucking doing like I don't know, like fucking on a cross yeah. trainer, like that. I'm just like I've been waiting for this call my whole life. Right. Just like yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy's a fighter. I forgot to mention he's a I, fucking fighter so pilot. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. The thing that's really cool about Tom Cruise is like all the um, what's it called, like certificates and stuff that he has, and like mm. training and all of that. He's a pilot. He can do like his own stunts. He can parachute and stuff by himself, which you can't do unless you've had sufficient training you've got to do i think like a hundred like a thousand jumps i think yeah, yeah crazy like, like that, that before you become you can become a quali- exactly. qualified and then what else uh i think i don't know some stuff underwater and shit yeah the guys it, the guys are machine it's, it's pretty it's cool like where acting has taken him and like mm. where he's taken acting as well yeah because not many people not many actors and not many stuntmen have the crossover that tom cruise does because I think he's he's the last remaining movie star. 
Do you know what I mean? You said this a lot about a lot of things. No, no, I think I think like him and Leonardo DiCaprio. I can't think of any other like actors that have such a draw that people yeah. will go to see the new Leo DiCaprio film or the new Tom Cruise film. You know what? Like you mentioned, um, like in the previous episode, that Timothy Chalamet is going to be the next Leo DiCaprio, mm. um, and that's where you see him going. And I kind of do actually agree with you. However, yeah. I want to ask you something. Go on. Um, have you seen the Wonka trailer? I have seen the Wonka trailer. What, what do you think? Do you know what? I watched the trailer and I'm not like a, you know, one, like I, you know, I watched the, the original ones. Like I grew up on the, the yeah. Uh, yeah. I read it like when I was like 10 or like, yeah. you know, eight or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, I think it looks charming, man. I think it looks like, yeah, it looks fun. I think a Hugh Grant as your bloomper is a fucking fantastic casting yeah, that was, choice. That was a good, um, I do think, yeah, I think he'll be good. I think his performance has got like a lot of flack online that like his accent's a bit weird and he's not quite, Gene Hackman or Johnny Depp he's not got like he's not bringing anything else to it um, but I think it looks good I think it looks charming I think your thoughts? The, I think I don't know I need to watch the film because for me the yeah. trailer didn't sell it mm. if I'm completely honest yeah it does look like a film full of whimsy and it's whimsical yeah, yeah. very much a family film I didn't realise what it was going to be about and it's going to be about how he became Wonka basically yeah the Wonka we know yeah and uh, we just have to see if it lines up mm. with what the book had kind of said about the history of Wonka. Yeah. And it seems like it does because they showed a snippet of him like going into the jungle and stuff to find... Yeah, because is, is that from the books? Like him in the jungle and stuff? Because um, like, I remember oh, that I was in the Johnny Depp film. Was there was the like Johnny a Johnny Depp film. I, I think it might have been in the books. Yeah. Briefly mentioned mm. about him like going into the jungle to find... And finding the Oompa and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we'll see. But no. I think it looks good. It's the director of um, the Paddington films. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but like they're like just very sweet, wholesome. They've both got like a hundred percent on like Rotten Tomatoes. Like, but like I do think like with Willy Wonka, there is a bit of like darkness to it. Like at the end of the day, he's like you know Loki torturing children, right? But like I feel like I hope it has a, the, the Johnny Depp version had like a bit of like edge to it as well. It's, I do wonder if this one will bring that as well. It's you know? very, it's a very, it was, there's a lot of darkness. It's quite to, dark. Yeah. To Wonka, to be honest, if you yeah. unpack it, it, <laughs> no, seriously, if you unpack it, it is fucked because you've got Willy Wonka. who just like lives alone in this huge factory surrounded by the Oompa Loompas. But they're essentially, do they get paid? It just seems like they're kind of like his slave workers, really. Literally slaves. They are slaves. You have to like sing and dance for him. So you have to <laughs> sing and dance for him. They're just working in the factory. They're locked in. And like, he's just a bit of a social pariah who then just laughs at these kids who've just all he got d- fucked dying, up, stretched yeah. out. D- like, d- like, like literally disfigured. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, haha. She's going to need to get juiced because she turned into a blueberry. Yeah. That's horrific. That's <laughs> yeah. Like, really? So... Yeah, it will be interesting to see see what angle it is. Yeah, how Although, this plays into it. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? You know. Um, I have heard from like, people who worked on the film. You know, it's a musical. Oh, I didn't know that. But the, the the trailer is not marketing it as a musical at all. No, they marketed one song. One. Yeah, exactly. But you can see shots of like. You know, where he like floats and he kind of like twirls around like the lamppost and like the scenes of them all dancing in the streets. Like, this is a fucking musical, but they're not marketing it as that, which I think is really interesting. It's going to be interesting as well. Was it ever a West End production or like a theatre? Mm, I don't believe so. No. Yeah, because it's usually it kind of goes one way and then the other. It's usually a play, mm. musical, and then turns into a film. Like the Matilda. Like Matilda. Actually, Matilda was a book. And then... And then they made the... I think the they music- made a film. And, and then they, they made, made a film of the musical. On Netflix, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, they turned yeah. it into a musical, and then it became, and then it, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. And then they made a film of the musical, yeah. And then you've had like Mamma Mia, for example, uh, Les Miserables, 
Mm. Um, also, Sweeney Todd. Yeah, Sweeney Todd. That was another film where they didn't market it as a musical. Yeah. The film released and people were walking out. Really? Because they, they marketed it as like, oh, a, like a dark, edgy Johnny Depp. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, quite like a cool concept. And then people like, they sung the whole time and they were like, what the fuck is this? And people walked out. But it was originally a musical. It was originally a musical. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be interesting that it's starting off as a film and then turning in, like, it'll be cool to see it become, like, go on West End. and Yeah, definitely, yeah. And uh, I feel like that will happen if it's a success. But yeah, we need to, uh, I think we need to go watch it. And oh, definitely. And then we'll, we'll chat about it together and then chat about yeah. it. But yeah, obviously speaking of Things we need to watch, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oppenheimer, Barbie this weekend. Bro, been crazy. Um, like, I think the marketing for Barb, like, Barb, for just Barbie has been insane. It's everywhere. Yeah. Like, it is insane. Like, yeah, the amount yeah. of money they must have spent on this campaign is absolutely ridiculous. But what I think is really interesting is that, um, so Christopher Nolan, who directs Oppenheimer, mm. he used to be with Warner Brothers. Mm. Um, he had, like, like, he used to be with Warner Brothers and we were making Barbie, right? He fell out with them, right? He fell out with them because they basically were going to put t- Tenet on straight to streaming. And he was like, fuck this, I'm never working with Warner Brothers again. And now they've got their two biggest films, like, uni- so he moved over to Universal and now you've got these two films, which are like the big, maybe the biggest of the year in the same weekend going head to head. But what the marketing team done have really well, they've like played off so well of- off each other. So like, uh, Margot Robbie and um, Greta Gerwig, the director of Barbie, did like a picture of them with their Oppenheimer tickets being like, we're going to see this. And then like the Oppenheimer cast did the same for Barbie. And like, the, the, have you seen all like the posters and stuff of like Barbenheimer? No. And it's like, it's like, it's just these really, really creative, inventive work, like uh, crossovers between Barbie and Oppenheimer, which you couldn't get two more different films. Mm. Um, and it'll be like, you see like a big mushroom cloud in the distance, but it's like, it's pink. <laughs> and like, just really creative stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's just everywhere. It's very question weird. of you though. Yeah, go on. What are you watching first? That's a great question. Um, what, should I give my honest answer, which is boring? Yeah, go, it's go a for boring it. answer. My honest answer is I will go to whatever like people are going to. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because I I'll be honest, I want to see both. And yeah, I I'm seeing both. Yeah, the way in which Barbie has been marketed, facts. There was no shame as as a man in going to see. Not yeah, that there ever going, was, bro. but like I'm not getting mate taken the piss out of by my mates for going to see like Barbie. No, mate, that's like I think like. Got it, mate. Like, and, and support the Kens, bro. No, no, for sure. And like, I, this is something that's fantastic about what Barbie's done with the marketing. Yeah, they have. Even though everything's like pink and like very like oriented towards like you know like females. Yeah. Um, trad- like typically, they have managed to appeal it to men as well, and I think they've done an excellent job of that. Like, and they, they cast how... Ryan Gosling, which men fucking love. Ryan Gosling, like. Love him. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, yeah. yeah, exactly. But like the way the way in which they marketed it, incredible. They've actually yeah. opened it up to everyone because obviously there was like the fil- there was Barbie films before, wasn't there? Like about, yeah, yeah. Like the cartoon ones. Like I'm not going to see that. But this, but this looks yeah. so good. And also, apparently, it's like so the re- reactions came out for it. It's really like really positive about it. But apparently, like it's not a film for kids. It's a film for adults. Yeah. Like apparently, like it's like tackling like um, I've not seen the film, but apparently, it's like tackling like you know women's place in the world yeah, and like yeah, yeah, yeah like perceptions of them and it kind of like plays on the what we think we know about barbie and it sort of deconstructs that so apparently like, i'm really i'm really excited to see it yeah because my understanding firstly i didn't realize there's lots of different types of barbies and kens yeah i thought it's just a barbie and a ken that's mm. what i thought it was going to be about but it's about barbie world or barbie land so yeah I th- I, from fictional... what i know i think they're in like barbie world yeah 
and then they get they, then they like don't... Margot Robbie goes to the real world, and it's like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then it's about her kind of dealing with that and yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. And it's really cool. And then you've also got like Will Farrell, who plays like the CEO of Matin. Yeah. Matin's a fucking real company. Is it? Like, I didn't know that, bro. Matin. Oh shit. Matin owns Barbie. Barbie. That's so. And, and it's like in that the is film, so meta, which is, man. Which is cool, isn't it? Yeah. I, need, I need to double check, but I'm pretty sure Matin. If I made, if I'm wrong, I'm gonna be really upset. I can't. I hope it's not just in the film. Oh, oh, is it just in the film? Mattel, sorry, Mattel, Mattel. Ah, uh, Mattel's a real company. That's cool. Yeah, then. exactly. Yeah. Mattel's a real company. It's fucking listed on the stock exchange. Everything. It's a real. Not that changes whether it's a real company or not, but it's a real company basically, which is really yeah. cool. So it's like, as you said, very meta, like how they. That's like, really cool. I don't know. It, it's going to be one of those. Do you know what? In it's, your face it's, films. it's giving me like. Have you? Do you ever watch the Lego Movie? No. It's giving me that vibe. That that became like very meta. Like at the end, it's like you see real life and they're playing with Lego, and it's like and Will yeah. Ferrell's in it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm so excited. It would be man. cool. I don't think I'd watch. And it's a really boring answer. If I had to watch them both in, the, in one day, I'd do Oppenheimer first, then Barbie as like a dessert. Yeah, I but I do think like, there's first. no way I'm watching. I'm sitting in a cinema for six hours, bro, in yeah. the middle of summer. Like it's just too too much. Like they're both yeah. three hour films. So Oppenheimer's three hours, but when you take into account adverts, it's three and a half hours. Yeah. Barbie's like two hours. So okay, yeah, it's fine. like it's six hours. And I'm just not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only so much popcorn I can eat in a day. Yeah, you know? yeah like no, we don't have to go on the same day. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I, but I do want to go see both. Um, to be honest. I want to go see Barbies as soon as it kind of is. Is it come out yet? It's out. I think today. Oh, okay, I think this fine. weekend they're both out. Yeah, yeah. Unable to see it this weekend. Oh, it's annoying if they're fucking tube strikes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So Otherwise, annoying. I'd be there. Yeah. But uh, Oppenheimer, very, very different film to Bob. This is what I find so interesting: how different the films are, and they're both going kind of like one to say head to head. Yeah, yeah. But it's like one's obviously more fun, like Barbie, and then yeah. you've got Oppenheimer, which is a fucking serious film. About World War Two, and so yeah, it's about the the, the guy who created, created the atom, the bo- yeah, the atomic bomb, the Manhattan Project, and which Killian Murphy, Killian Murphy, which do you know what? I'm so glad. Like after Peaky Blinders, where he's amazing in that, right? Finally, he's like the leading man. He's always been like supporting character in films, and now like he's got his own film where he's the Brilliant leading front man. Man. And apparently, I've heard nothing but good things about this film. Apparently, it's like Christopher Nolan's best film. It's like amazing. Like it's not an action film, but apparently, like the tension is just insane. I'm so okay, we have to talk about it next episode. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if we like, can watch it. But I mean, obviously, the only the way the reason I know Christopher Nolan so well is from you know obviously the main trilogy that he the did. Batman trilogy yeah. Inception. Yeah, exactly. So for me, even Inception, I wouldn't necessarily call that like a, an action film as such. Mm, it's more of like a mind yeah. bending. Yeah, but the way in which I think he sets up scenes, to, as you said create tension oh, and stuff so good, yeah. is like brilliant i think yeah it's all very meticulously thought out yeah like each scene and how it looks so yeah i'm very excited to see that's gonna be great play. yeah he's like the only director now who i think can literally go to any studio and be like i want to make whatever i want to make yeah. and they'll be like yeah we'll give you 200 million dollars go nah, for it like, yeah. exactly man yeah but no it'll be good definitely want to go see both um but yeah speaking obviously more of movies uh, something that got brought to our, both mm. of our attention recently and I know we wanted to talk about it fucking this controversial Jonah Hill stuff yeah I mean I'm still trying to wrap my head around it have you, have you seen the messages I've seen some but go so, ahead so this is one um, like I just screenshotted it there's actually quite a few different ones of like him being like very controlling emotionally like manipulative and stuff um, but he's basically said um, so he said 
if you need to do surfing with men, if you want boundaryless, um, inappropriate friendships with men, if you model, post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, post sexual pictures, um, friendships with women who are in unstable places, um, and from your wild and recent past, uh, beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful, I'm not the right partner for you. Mm. So he basically listed out like, if you don't, if you do these things, I'm not the right partner for you. And there's like loads of other stuff of him being like, basically it all spiraled from, she posted a picture of her surfing in like a wetsuit. And was it a wetsuit? It was like a wetsuit bikini, like, you know, like the short, like the ones that are like cropped it like the knee or whatever um and he just did not like that at all and was like you need to take it down you need to remove it and basically doesn't like her like surfing with with men and stuff so yeah he sounds like an absolute psycho yeah absolute psycho so let's talk about this in wider content because i know there's been some other messages didn't you say there was one where you spoke about like his mental it makes me want to like go stab someone or something yeah and that's the other thing that's been brought like that's sort of been brought to the surface is that apparently he's weaponizing his mental health and he's been like you know you, yeah, using his, like, obviously we all know Jonah Hill's been through like some mental health struggles and stuff. He's like using that as like almost like emotional blackmail for like her to... Man, that pisses me off, man. Yeah. That pisses me off. What is it? Do you have it there? The one where he said he makes him want to stab someone? Let me, let's get it up. Let's see. So I can see here. She said she had agreed. So this is what she said. She being their couple's therapist, right? She had me agree to paddle away from any man that approached me in the water, no matter his age. I was instructed to say, I'm going to go talk to my boyfriend and then paddle away. Jonah Hill said, that makes me want to go stab someone. Wow, who's this therapist, lol? She she was like enabling his possessiveness, isolation and jealousy. Um, So the couple's therapist was enabling... Jonah Hill's behavior. I think that's what they're kind of saying. Got yeah. 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 So it seems like the therapist was obviously siding with, with Jonah Hill. And wow, Jonah Hill did say a lot of stuff that's kind of messed up. So that wasn't actually that bad from Jonah Hill. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. As you said, he's weaponizing like his. Okay. So what's considered toxic here? I think, I think it's important to express your boundaries in a relationship, and yeah. I think the example that you give gave used some language that I'm not particularly like comfortable with. But if you strip it down to the surface, which you obviously can't because it's in context with a whole bunch of other shit that you said and done, I don't think there's anything wrong with expressing your boundaries and saying if if this isn't you then I'm walking away from the situation because the reason I think that's good is because you're then not asking someone to change. And I don't think you should, when you go out with someone, when you date someone, you shouldn't go, you should, when you go out and when you, when you go out with someone and you date them, you should not be dating them for their potential. That's wrong. You can't think to yourself, oh, well, if I date them, they're like this now, but maybe one day they'll stop doing this or start doing that, right? whatever. That's wrong because then you're setting an unrealistic expectation in your head of what they need to live up to. And that's not fair on them. Got you. So it's important to express your boundaries beforehand, what you're comfortable with and what you're not. And if the other person doesn't feel like, okay, that's something they agree with and want to kind of fall within and you can't have some negotiation there, 
then it's better to walk away from the situation. I don't think you have to accept someone for stuff they do, even if you love them, if that's outside of what you're comfortable with. Do you see what I'm saying? I know what you mean. I just think like when you're putting it in like like this message here where he just says plain and simple, if you need surfing with men, like post pictures of yourself. I don't know, that to me that's like a threat. Like if you're gonna do like surfing with men, that's like a hobby. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. From the ex's point of view, like she's like she likes to surf. No, no. She has guy for yeah. like to me that's like controlling, that's manipulative, and that's like threat, but disguised as like, oh, here are my boundaries. You ha- you can like if you don't follow them, I'm out. But like it's almost like and I think that is emotional manipulation. I I personally think I I, I do agree with your point of yeah. like in any relationship you say oh well, I'm you know it's fair fair enough to set like boundaries or whatever yeah but I do think like the language used in this case I think is just a bit emotion manipulative and also just quite like controlling I think I no, I, I agree with you I think the language he used is because what he's done is he's disguised his demands as my boundaries he's using his demands yeah essentially he's using um what's it called like therapy approved language to communicate yeah. what he's actually feeling yeah um and what he's basically saying is you better fucking stop doing this shit otherwise that's it like you're right he's threatening her mm. but really the best thing to do is to just be like look i'm not comfortable with this this is just my boundary and i just want to express that then you wait for a response and then you say look you do you, I'll do me, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, simple as that. You don't be like, you need to do, you need yeah. to check this box, this box, this box yeah. in order for this relationship yeah. to continue. Exactly. He's, That's like psych, it's psycho right. behavior. Because what he's done is he's threatened. He didn't say, he said, if you can't do this, then I'm out. But really, she already has shown that she's not willing to. So stop like threatening, stop putting this unnecessary pressure on her to be someone she's not. Yeah. It's okay for you to walk away if you're not comfortable, but you don't need to put it like that. And to be Pretty honest, angry. I feel like maybe not as aggressive as that, but I'm sure there's lots of people who have kind of fallen victim. And this is why another thing, yeah, if she's been doing that stuff before she got together with him, then it's she, her pers- part of her yeah, personality, you, right? You stated her knowing that. Yeah. This is what exactly what I go back to saying. You can't go for someone's potential. He ultimately really knew good that point. she was posting stuff like that on Instagram, hanging out with guys, whatever, whatever. So don't start a relationship. Yeah. Then be like, oh no, I don't love what I'm currently getting. You have to change it. That's like, yeah. You're trying to change someone's entire yeah, personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fell in love with like her yeah. potential because he thought she was a great person. Uh, ultimately, personality is much more than just one-on-one conversation. It's like what they, what people do in their spare time. Yeah. Who they hang out with. What their interests what are. Their interests yeah. Are, what their ambitions are. It's not just oh, we have really good conversations. We enjoy hanging out and like I, I'm really into the like the deeper side of you personality covers like everything and a huge reflection of personality is like who you spend time with you know outside of your significant other right that's a and and that's a huge reflection of like what personality is and so it's important and i'm sure he would have known that you can't demand after probably meeting his this um his ex's friends like he can't then be like you have to cut them off yeah yeah, it's actually, yeah, completely. That's you well put. Thank yeah, you. That's really Thanks. well put. Thanks. Um, but yeah, man, I do hate, I do, I do hate that mentality of like, oh no, like, and both genders, but oh, I can change him or I can change her. Like, to be, it's like, dude, fuck, like, you either like them or you don't, yeah. right? Like, everyone's got flaws you need to, they need to work on, but like, don't try and like fundamentally change someone's entire personality, Facts. an entire way of life, mm. just to 
make them so that they, you can fit with what you want. But I just hate that. I just hate the language. Of, These are my boundaries. Fuck off. Yeah. No, you're a control. You're a controlling psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants to fit her in a little box so that you know you you because he's insecure basically. Exactly. It can't. Like, all it is is him projecting his insecurities and setting them as boundaries. Yeah. If you if you like if you can't have your like your girlfriend go surfing with her guy mates, like then what, why are you in a relationship? Yeah. Like, you clearly yeah. like, yeah. And then all of them just find someone else. Don't threaten them and be like, you need to cut them off. Just be like, look, I just don't think this is going to work because I don't know. This just, you know, there's certain things that I'm just not comfortable mm. with and I don't want you to change. Yeah. You're great. It's just, I struggle. It's my personal thing for my insecurities. Mm. Nothing to do with you or everything to do with me. So that's why I'm out. That's what yeah. it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you that's could, what it yeah. is. It, if he is upset with that and he doesn't want her to do that, you just say, I'm really sorry. This is just the reason why it can't work. Like, yeah. yeah. And don't change. It's just something I'm not comfortable yeah. with. But like, I know I'm being ridiculous about it. So please don't change. It's just something that I can't deal with. Like, yeah. That's all. That's what, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Simple. Yeah, simple. And I know it sucks, but you, he's, yeah, basically trying to say my, I'm amazing my view and mentality about how you should be is correct. So do it. Yeah. Or I'm, or you're going to lose me. Big man. Who cares? <laughs> Shut up. It's, yeah. <laughs> like you might be a successful actor, but look, I've heard loads of bad things about Jonah Hill. Very so, bad things. Did you hear, have you heard about the, um, then oh, what was the film? There was a Netflix film that came out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you know what? Let me get, let me get the name up. Sorry. Just quickly. What's it about? Go on. It's called you people. Yeah. yeah it's called yeah, you yeah. people. It was on Netflix. It was like a sort of rom-com. Oh, I haven't watched that. Though. Right. Yeah. Apparently it's awful. Right. Apparently the chemistry between Jonah Hill and the other, I can't remember the actress's Lauren name. London. That's it. Yeah. Apparently the, um, the chemistry was so bad, right. That they refused to kiss in the final scene. And they, the Netflix had to CGI the kiss at the end. And apparently it's just the weirdest look. Imagine having to CGI a kiss. Cause like these two actors, hated each other and there was just no chemistry whatsoever that's mad can you believe that as well yeah but yeah i've heard dodgy things about um jonah hill yeah do you ever watch this is the end yeah you know um jay baruchel you know like he hates in the film like they're playing themselves and like he hates jonah hill he's come out recently and been like you know that i literally i literally hate him (laughs) like i literally didn't like him at the time so it was like i was acting real life Yeah. yeah 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 no fair but um, but yeah, man. Anyway, that was a, that was a good little chat about relationships. Yep. But really quickly before we wrap up, got a couple more things. Um, one thing I really really quickly wanted to talk about is, bro. I don't know if you heard Jay Hoss's new album. I've not. When did it come out last week? It came out yeah last not, yeah, week. Not. I think. I think it might have been literally last week. Yeah, no, I've so, heard it. I heard the Drake single. Right. But okay. I've not heard um the whole thing. So it came out from his new album, Beautiful and Brutal Yard. Um, right. Yeah. 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 Bro, long album. Firstly, nineteen songs. I think it's important to note that Jay Huss has been waited on. People mm. have been waiting for him. When was his last album? His out? last album was in twenty twenty. Big conspiracy. That was a fucking oh, yeah. banging album. Yeah, yeah, that was such a good album. And uh, then he got. I think he went went jail and like all of this stuff because he got caught holding uh like carrying a knife in Stratford. Right. Um. When you're that big, what, why are you carrying a fucking like? Nah, man, I get it. Just, just, just for protection. Hundred percent. But surely, when is, you're that big, like you're driven around places. You're not walk like you're not walking around. Like you've got no. Ex- you, well, I think you, you've got. Sec- he probably has security. Like you don't need to be carrying I don't a know knife if he on. Does, man, this is the thing. Mm. He's, you know, he's properly from. You know, he's. he's, he's, he's I think he's he's, he's made enough music. I think to like graduate from that and not have to carry. Doesn't a knife. work like, like that, bro. Think about it. Yeah, if if you're from a certain group or whatever. 
certain gang, whatever it is, the people you ride with, they're like literally your family. Yeah? So if one of your boys, like it's like your brothers gets killed, are you just going to let that go? Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Especially when you're living that life, that shit's just happening. Yeah. So if J-Hoss, you know, killed someone, was affiliated with someone who's like killed someone, there's going to be people, no matter how famous you are, trying, yeah. trying to fucking fuck you up. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that, but like more just like, you should have like when you're that big and you're that big yeah, high profile and that, with that history you would have security yeah, fair, and you'd okay, also travel by car everywhere you ah. don't just walk around Stratford willy nilly like bro that big I don't know how rich these like like rappers and like, musicians yeah. are I think a lot of people are really stupid with their money just spend it on silly look stuff, at the yeah. island boys man Who, what are they yeah. doing now they're broke yeah they all get big advances and they spend it on like just stupid purchases I don't, I don't know what then, these yeah. like rappers and all these yeah it's the image though isn't it they give you an advance to like keep up that image that you're really wealthy but actually you know you've got a lot of cash but you've just got no assets so then your money doesn't last right yeah yeah, yeah. no exactly but anyway jay Hoss's album um what's it called again Be- beautiful and brutal yard yeah so long awaited um i listened to it really excited thought jay Hoss back to save the summer didn't rate it that much if i'm completely honest really i didn't rate it that much if i'm honest i think like his voice just like kind of pissed me off he does Jay Hoss kind of like, I don't want to say speaks in different accents, but like in different ways, and like he raps in almost different accents, but oh, not I like swear. he doesn't not Drake like different then. languages, yeah, not like a different um, geographical accents, but just got different like ways of like say, rapping and speaking. It was a bit aggressive. I didn't really like it too much. However, the first half of the sorry, the first half of the album I would say was not so good. The second half of the album got better. There were three okay. songs consecutively. Oh, nice. That I saved. That was sick. So you've got Cream featuring CB, Comeback featuring Bills, and Alien Girl, yeah? Okay. Banging. There was a banging song called um, Militarian featuring Naira Marley. Okay. That came straight after the Drake song. And bro, they just sound so similar. I can't lie. Really? Wise. So yeah. even though it was a banger, it's like you, you, you did it already by releasing a song with Drake. Um, I do think that's like a thing I'm noticing with like a lot of hip hop albums is that there's so many songs and they just... I just wish like artists would like just trim the fat a bit more. Mm. Like there's a lot of like fluff and songs that just sound like other songs, right? And it's like when you've got one style of music that you're doing in an album, right? You better make it concise as fuck. You can't just have like, oh, this shit sounds like that the previous song. Like it's just you know what I mean. Right. Like, just trim the fat, and people are more likely to like listen to the album again if it's not like 25 songs. No, like no one wants saying. to hear it. No one wants to hit sit. No one's got the attention span anymore. Nah, nah, like, not at all. They need to start doing more shorter albums, man. Like, yeah. No, so literally, um, you, Rory and, you know, those of you listening, go listen to Who Told You featuring Drake and listen to Militarian featuring Naira Marley, like, back to back as they are on the album. You will literally, like, they merge, they fold into each other. Really? And it's like, it's nice, but it's like they're too similar. Yeah. It's not even just the same vibe. They're just too similar. But yeah, uh, overall, I would say disappointing. Uh, I was really looking forward to this album. Yeah. Uh, really looking forward to it. For context, the last album, Big Conspiracy, as I said, banging album, like so good. That had 14 songs, which is still quite long. But on the whole, most of the songs just slapped. Yeah. But uh, yeah, disappointing from J-Hart. That's a shame. But uh, alas, we uh, we wait for someone else to come and save the summer. Um, Drake's dropping soon, I think. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not optimistic. Oh, I think it'll be good. Well, you just, well, oh, I'll, I'll get hyped. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But anyways, um, 
Yeah, man, it was a good, it was a good episode. Yeah, I good. enjoyed that actually. Yeah. It was a good chat. Are we doing? Uh, are we doing our little nah, day to nah, end? I think uh, let's wrap it up. Okay. Let's yeah, wrap yeah, it up. yeah. But um, yeah, guys, thanks very much for listening. Cool. See you on the next one. Oh, oh yeah. Also, oh. shit. Sorry, <laughs> guys. As I said, I'm hungover today. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm operating at you know twenty percent today. Uh, so. Guys, follow us on um, on TikTok. Follow us on Instagram at LargerThanLife underscore LTL. Uh, and then also, for obviously, for our long-form content, you can follow us, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, you can see us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but yeah, guys, m- more content coming, more exciting stuff on the way. Um, we'll see you on the next one. We're out here, guys. Cheers. Cheers.